Holy shit, I didn't see you there. Listen, welcome back to the very, very best no bullshit podcast for contractors. You read the title, you know why you're here today. And we're talking about how you literally could be fucking yourselves if, if you're not doing change orders properly. It's true. We're going to talk to two of my clients from Florida, Chris and Bradley, and how they literally lost 50K because they weren't collecting their change orders. Unbelievable, right? Hey, what if I came to you and I handed you a check for 50K, right? What would you say, right? The crazy part is that even your class A clients could be completely fucking you if you're not setting boundaries around collecting your change orders and charging them properly for the time that you're actually spending on your jobs. It's a fact. And guess whose fault it is? It's not theirs, that's for sure. Now put it this way. If you're not collecting your change orders, you're literally losing money to, to take a shit on your jobs. Jeez, I'd, I'd better put that on this coffee, okay? So look, today we're going to be covering how to set up these change orders without disrupting a potential relationship with every client. Because if you're not careful, you risk not only making yourself and your company look bad, but losing your clients altogether when you decide to collect, okay? Look, I've been talking for a while now. And uh, look, don't forget to like this video. If you're new, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, hey, wait a second. If you're new here, welcome to the, the best podcast for contractors. I'm super happy that you decided to click on this video. And I'm very confident that you're gonna get value on any of these videos for that matter. So do us both a favor, okay? Subscribe to this channel. Make sure that you've uh, you got your notifications turned on so you get a little ring and a ding and you know every time we release a sweet little baby podcast with fuzzy ears and a big belly. Um, and I'll see you guys on the flip side, okay? Uh, don't forget, uh, just a little bit of an update. We release these podcasts every Tuesday and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So here we go, let's rock and roll and load it. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, everybody, welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. This is uh, an interesting episode, I gotta say, probably in a couple of different ways. One, I'm outside freezing my ass off, and I don't know why I came up with the idea of doing that, but anyways, it's all about trying new things, different things, and uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's, it's different, right? Different is good. So I got my bros here. Um, these guys here have doubled their profits. We got Chris, we got Bradley. Uh, they're going to get the boys introduced to themselves. Not only have they uh, doubled their profits, they've gotten the ability to improve their cash flow. I'm going to tell you how they did that really easily, uh, how they went about increasing their pricing uh, easily. So we're going to talk about some of these things that you know they were able to do that they never even thought that, that they could do or never even thought of actually doing them. So let's get rock and rolling. I've also got the, the, my, uh, my right-hand man, um, Rick, here with me. He's head of our coaching department. He kicks ass, rocks the house, and um, he's not the only reason for their results, but, but he's a big part of it. So 
let's get things cooking. So Chris, tell me a little bit about your business, dude. What do you guys do? What's the name of your business? Give me the lowdown. All right, well, uh, we are AVH Plumbing LLC. CFC 1430615 out of uh, Sumter County, uh, Florida. Uh, That's in the US of A for you uh, Canadian folk. Love it. Okay, love it. And I see that that you guys got all dressed up for us today. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's Florida, you know, so it's like 80-something outside right now. Isn't it interesting? And we got dressed up as well. I'm wearing a goddamn, like, winter jacket, and you guys are in tank tops. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, Rick, let's uh, let's go through this. Uh, what what do you think is, uh, Rick, the, the first thing that you guys started working on with the boys? Uh, billing. Mm. Deposits. Okay. You know, late... They're, they're plumbers, they're not bankers. So they were actually bankrolling their, their clients by allowing them to take too long to pay. Guys, everybody listening in, ask yourself this question, okay? And I'm gonna get, Chris, I want you to pipe in here and Bradley in a second, but ask yourself this question. Grab your accounts receivable. Before you do that, write down your top five class A clients. And class A, what's that mean? Class A, in my world, in the PFC world, is awesome. Class A is awesome. Class B client is basic. Class C's can't deal with, and Class D is dead beats. So, ask yourself, who are your top five Class A's? Then I want you to print out your accounts receivable, and I want you to see where they sit on that sheet. And what's the what's the point of this? Too many times we think that what defines a great client is somebody that treats us well or is nice to us, but. If the reason they're treating us well is because they're using us as a bank, that's not a good thing. So let's get into this. So Chris, tell us a little bit about what you guys were, you know, what it was like before you started looking at this new, you know, approach with, you know, that Rick brought to the table with you. Well, most of the time our accounts receivable would be at like 45 days uh, after services are rendered before we receive payment. Yeah. And then a lot of times, you know, it would take like another five additional days after that for the funds to actually go into our bank account. So most of the time we're basically funding people's projects for, you know, almost a 60 day point. So we've already paid our suppliers, uh, we've paid for the labor and now we're waiting to receive our payment. Um, th- l- like really our business would have failed had we not had so much damn money, <laughs> to be honest with you. like. And I and uh, we basically were at this point where when we we met we met you guys where we we're like I think this is like might be a problem you're like oh this is a problem how do we fix it without getting rid of these clients that we love dealing with and you know and uh, the answer was to be uh, courageous and um, what's the, what's another word what's the, it's your it's your term Rick what was it what are the two it's- courageous and courageous and empathetic. All right, which we did. So we did that, and we started basically saying, uh, asking for our money sooner. We just send reminders through our QuickBooks, which was another thing. Like we got all our invoicing and data now coming in through QuickBooks, and before we were using Wave and QuickBooks, so it was it got confusing because we had certain clients on QuickBooks, certain clients on Wave, and we were paying double merchant fees. There was a bunch of stuff related to business that we we're just good plumbers, you know what I mean? So. And so that, you know, let, 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 let's, let, let, let me just say something on that point. Anybody listening in, don't think that 
you, you can't um, apply these strategies. You know, you might need some help, say from us, for example, or somebody else. Uh, you know, definitely don't do it alone. But everything that Chris and Bradley are going to be covering off today, guys, it's not impossible. Okay, like, I don't know how many more podcasts you have to would have to listen to to actually go. Okay, I I think I'm going to try this out. But t- guys, pick one thing as we go through this. Anybody listening in, just pick one thing. Okay. Uh, apply my ICE little stra- my ICE acronym, right? What's something that's going to have the biggest impact? So think about as Chris and Bradley are talking, what's one thing that's going to have the biggest impact? That's the I in ICE. What's, you know, what out of those things um, do I have confidence on? That either I can do it or my team can do it. Or number three, uh, or not or, and number three is what's, you know, what's going to have the least amount of effort? So what's going to have the greatest impact? Things you know that we have confidence that we can make it happen, and that's going to be the least amount of effort. So think about that because I want you guys listening in on this to get something out of this, not just to be using it for pro- procrastination. Okay, so what impact did that have, man? When you started doing that, like what impact did it have on your cash flow? Massive impact. So before our cash flow would be aging around. Sixty thousand dollars normally, and now it's it's down to like aging twenty about twenty thousand dollars usually aging in it, and so it's it's cut it down but to a third of what it was like. So I don't mean what's uh, seventy like seventy five percent faster cash flow, right? Is that yeah, exactly, exactly. And and let me ask you this: Is it make you look less professional or more professional? More professional. Because it, other people, this is one of the things Rick said, it made a lot of sense. If you had somebody do pretty much anything for you, you're going to pay the bill right then and there. COD, like, you know, and we're like just uh, off the rip, any person, we're just giving them 30 days. Like, that's really kind of a terrible policy. It makes us look like we're hungry for work, you know, when we're not. We're just being nice guys. Way too nice of guys. That's like really what it come down to in a lot of places is. We were letting the market take advantage of us as opposed to setting our prices fairly at what the market would bear, you know? So uh, Rick, what, what do you say? T- tell us a little bit about when you walked it through with these guys. Like tell, tell us the, you know, how you convinced them to do it or, or what some of the insights you want to share here. Well, it's, it's just, it's your money. You shouldn't be doing, you've done something, you got to get paid for it. And I just said the simple thing, you order pizza, you know, Domino's isn't going to say, you know, send me the money when you can. You got to pay that. You have they you know the rules when you call up the an order of pizza that you got they ask you on the phone how will you be paying today? Check, cash, visa, whatever it is. It has to be determined when you start that job how you're gonna get paid. It's your money, it's your company. Don't let your clients run your business. You know simple as that. I, I think I, I like you, I like both part I like Rick, I like to get your input on this, and I want you and um Chris and, and Bradley. Um to give me your your insights as well. Here's the big thing, right? We can give these tactics, but if the mind isn't ready for it, it won't fucking happen. Okay, Bradley, what do you got to say to that? I mean, I think mindset's a big thing that yeah. has to do with it because you know, like I said, a big like we we came out trying to be like nice guys. I guess we were being too too nice and uh, getting kind of ran over. I mean, really, God, mindset has had everything to do in every facet of it, um, especially when it comes to, you know, having the confidence to make some changes. 
pick evaluating which ones we can do, what's, what's immediate, you know, what has to happen. Um, and just doing it, you know, and I mean, honestly, right now I'm trying to adjust my mindset. I, I was just on a time and team yesterday with my cousin and Rick and, uh, you know, instead of having paying somebody to do virtual assistant work for me, I'm paying somebody to drive me so I could do the virtual assistant work myself in my vehicle with my mobile hotspot, my truck printer and shit. And it, it takes that group to be like, that's insane, dude. Do you see that if you can afford to pay somebody to drive you, then you can afford to pay somebody to do that work for you. And, but like the control, like letting go of control is a big problem. Like he and I, both our mindsets always operator. Okay. So let's just, let's just pause for a second. Pause. So let's come back to, we're going to go through these different aspects and I'm going to come back to that one in just a second. I think one of the biggest mindset shifts I want everybody listening on is that you're worthy. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest reasons, you know, we call this nice. The, the, it's not about being nice or not being nice. It's about running a business. That That's what it's about, okay? And the reality of the situation is that a lot of contractors, a lot of owners, they don't want to collect on accounts receivable. They don't want to ask for their money sooner, right? We'll get into charging what they're worth. But they're, they're, they're not confident. I'm not saying this was you guys, but in a lot of cases, they're not confident to to ask what they should be asking and and, and so i think that that's a that's a big deal when it comes to your mindset you have to especially when you're not really sure of what's right you know all you know is well i've got money in there i'm sitting i'm looking at my accounts receivable we've got money you know okay well now i need it you know now we need to get it in not not that we need it need it but you know it's you have to do it it's not don't be afraid to ask you know and most of the time they're all on top of it depending on who you're dealing with, but also that helps you determine, you know, who's that type A client you want to deal with, who's that B client you want to deal with. You know, if they're not wanting to pay you for 45 days, well, probably not going to work for you again. Yeah. You know, that's you, you want you want the ones that are going to be responsive to how you're talking. We just demoted one of our longtime clients from an A client to a B client because of that, that fact that they take 60 plus days to pay us. Mm-hmm. See, too many times we think – and let's move, we'll move on to another one again. I want you know get your thoughts again, Rick, before we move on. But the, the, here's the thing: even on Class A clients, a lot of times we'll be like, "Man, I don't know if I'm worthy enough." Versus the other way around, like I'm the owner, I'm providing a service, and this honestly, this is how I feel at Proper Contractors. I'll be straight up with you. I'm like, anybody that's part of this group, you're fucking lucky. And people are like, what? Yeah, you are. You are absolutely lucky. And people are like, okay, why would you say that? Well, I don't know. You can do it the way that I did 10 years of fucking hell and try and figure it out. Or you can have a call with Rick and like, there you go, abracadabra. Like, you still got to implement it, but it's like, oh my God, I got this group that I can, that, that are basically going to tell me, hey, no, you're crazy. Do it this way, right? Rick, what do you say to that? Well, it's, it's 100% true that it's a privilege to be a part of the group and it's a privilege to, to have the, the group like like uh, Chris was just saying about how the group helps and taking what I loved about Chris and Bradley is they would just they would it was like throwing a playing catch with the dog you throw the <laughs> ball out 
they'd run <laughs> off, they'd bring it back and say, okay, what's next? <laughs> and they'd go off and they'd do that and they come back. And then it got, and then I would check in on them, like, where are you guys? What's going on? Where are you, what are you doing? They say, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this, we're doing that. And what they did is all it took was somebody to say, you guys are worthy of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's your freaking money. Mm-hmm. Go do it. And they said, they listened to anything that was said to them. They said, yeah, That's let's cool, do it. Guys. Awesome. Right, let's go. Let's, awesome. let's, let's, let's implement. Awesome. Okay, well, let's move on yeah. to the next one that they, they went and caught the bone with. Okay? You know, yeah. what's that ACDC song? Giving the dog the bone, right? Anyways, that's a different, that's a yeah, whole, that's, that's right. a whole different thing. Sorry. I delete that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, that's bad. So <laughs> what, what's, what's another thing? Give me another thing that the bo- the boys worked on, Rick. Uh, they, they worked, they worked on back costing. They worked on costing out their jobs, knowing what, knowing what they should be charging. Cause like a lot of contractors, I mean, you said that before when Chris mentioned it earlier, it's like, well, we're doing okay. I think we got lots of money, but you didn't really know and how much they should be charging. So just doing something simple and it was a tool that came through profit for contractors, put your numbers in, spits out a result. It was like, and so how eye-opening was it doing that during the back cost? We're big eye-opening because we, in that process, figured out that we're somewhat in that 80-20 80 20 club where like 20% of our work is more most of our profit is at and 80% of the work that we're doing is like spinning wheel spinning you know so but beyond that we can now we now know exactly what we can charge and still make money on a margin and then what we can make in excess of that because we took that information and paired it with market research information and financial pause 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 just for a sec keep that Keep that. Okay. How much money do you think you lost with that eighty percent? I don't want to think about it. To be honest with you, bro. No. I don't, no. Seriously, people on this call, I'm serious, dude. People on this fucking call will be like, "Oh, I don't know if I got time to do back costs." And, and let me go get my calculator, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know what they'll do, Bradley? They'll go, "Yeah, you know, I might have lost a couple hundred bucks on that job," but what they don't put into the picture is okay 12 months of that times another freaking thousand jobs times you've been in business for five years and people are like what i'm like yeah that's how much fucking money you pay like bales of hay of money and you're fucking burning it and you're going i'm I, I, where's all my money well that's there's a pile over there that you already burnt so what do you got Fifty-four thousand dollars. we would have we would we lost because we didn't do that in the beginning in what in what period of time uh, I don't know. Only a only a few months. Only a few months. Okay, so so guy, everybody listen in on this. Okay. Uh, in, in in like three months, roughly three months time, we lost out on fifty four thousand dollars that we could have made if we would have been back costing and price checking, doing all the stuff that's like stupid easy, like you. It's it's like nuisance stuff, basically. Anyone can do it. What would you do if I fucking gave you a suitcase of 54 grand? What would you do? Oh, I'd take a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a couple yeah. days off. Rick, how many people, how many new PFC family members come in and they don't do this? Ricky, baby. There are a handful that don't do it. But the vast majority that do do it, mm-hmm. 
are blown away by what the what they what the the numbers don't lie. No, no, I mean, what what I meant was like when they come in. How many of them are actually doing this back costing? They're not. Oh, doing it? No, not, none. None. None of them. Anybody that comes in is not doing back costing. They have no idea what should what they should be charging. They have no idea where they're losing money or where they're making money. Huge, huge. Okay, so guys, everybody listening in, you've we've only touched on two things, right? They dramatically increased their cash flow with what a hundred strategies? No, like one strategy. Okay. Now, is there other strategies? Yes, but right, we only just mentioned one. Okay. They, they significantly increased their profitability. They significantly increased their ability to say n- who to say no to, what jobs to say no to. Right, boys? That's even more important to a certain degree than what to say yes to. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Because you know the bids, the bids that we do, even commercial construction bids that we that we're winning now. Okay. Yeah. We're making good profit on those, as opposed to being in those eighty percent category that they used commercial construction jobs. We're in that eighty percent category for twenty twenty. For twenty twenty one, they're going to be. It's not going to be an eighty percent category, Dan. <laughs> those jobs are going to be in the where they're going to be profitable. And I can already see it. We just started a big one, uh, and it's the numbers on it look really good right now, based on my simulations. Oh, okay, okay. Do you hear what he just said, everybody? Rick, what, what? Oh, I, I tell you what, I wish I could just do a Vulcan email to people. The, the numbers look really good. Yeah. He already knows yes! before he even starts the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, guys! And guess what? If you do not do back costing, everybody says job costing. Well, you see, there's a there's a term, um, it's my own little term that I look at. Job costing is when you're looking at a job and you're gonna cost it, okay? It's basically a form of like quoting, right? Hey, I'm gonna get ready, I'm gonna quote this job, I'm gonna job cost it. Back costing, the reason that words are so important is because it gets us to look, what? Not that way, back, to make sure that you're on track to things, to make sure that the job went as you quoted it. So guys, what would be some, what are some of the specifics? Like even just give me a couple of specifics of, you know, so w- one thing was, one thing was uh, certain types of work were profitable, but what, where were there other leaks of profit when you started doing back costing? What'd you guys Change orders. About? Change orders. Change orders. Change orders. Yeah. Say that again. Change orders. <laughs> Change orders. I, lo- Change I love order. it. Okay. Uh, Rick, what's he talking about? Um, custom, uh, changes to the scope of work <clears throat> on a job. All of them. And before, and how many, every contractor on here listening, they've eaten at least a handful of change orders in their career. We talked about it. We did this. You leave the change orders to the end. Well, I don't have any money left in the budget to change for, to char- pay for those. And I loved how Chris and, um, Bradley described change orders as they went from a scope of work to an emergency situation. Elaborate. And how to deal with them. Well, you, you guys pick up on that. So how your attitude towards a change order, how did, how did you perceive it? Okay. Before our, before PFC, our mentality was twofold. One, if it took less than an hour to do and it, then fuck paperwork on it. Right. Number two, 
right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Look at number two. <laughs> All right. Number two was if we hadn't done the work yet and they wanted to change it, then and it didn't cost any extra man hours or or in material, then we didn't charge them for it. So we don't do either of those things anymore. Now, what was your, why was your why do you think your mindset was like that? We were old school, bro. That's old school. I guess I don't know. Yeah. That's what that's what we were taught by the people that taught us how to plumb. Yeah, it's like if it's something you can do, just do it. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, especially as a business owner, that's not no. the way you do things. Mm -mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my time, even if it's not spending more time. You're still breaching your scope of work. You're still changing the contract. You also got to reorder material. You got to reissue prints. You got to get your lead guy okay, back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Breaker, breaker. Hold. Wait. <laughs> Uh, sometimes on these podcasts, we do a coaching session. Hey, Rick. Sometimes we have a little coaching session. That means if I hear something and I catch it, I'm going to fucking coach you on it. Is that, is that fair, Brad? Go for it. Bradley? Okay, here we go. You said, you know, I'm going to take the time to do the paperwork, whatever it takes. Dude. That change order needs to include the fucking time it takes you to do the paperwork. Yes, of course, and that's so what I'm saying. So you're getting paid for the paperwork. Yep, and that, and that's why I say, like, even if it's an hour, if it's something that's not adding man hours to the job, you have those are all the things, you know, ordering different parts, you know, having to get your lead guy back, you doing the paperwork, sending the emails, communicating what needs to happen, and getting the print signed off. All that's billable. All of it, it's, and that's something everybody that we listen in. Listen, so, so, what, like, Rick, elaborate on that. Elaborate. Like, why am I making that such a big point? Because, it, because it changes the scope of the work. It changes the timeline. I mean, and um, how often have you come back? You're trying to wrap up a job. You're getting close to the end, and the GC or the homeowner, or the plant manager, comes to you and says, "Why aren't you finished?" Well, hold on, pal. You added this to the job. Remember the change order that you signed and remember that he said it's going to ex ex extend the finishing date. You have to, it's managing expectations, letting them know it's just not, it's not just time, but it's money. It's, it's money and time. And that's what changes that. It changes, changes everything. Yeah. And that's, and you, and you get the opportunity to outline in the, in your change order that that's what it's being built yeah. toward. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and again, it just goes back to the confidence thing and doing it. You know, it, it's here it is. This is what needs to happen. And if you know what you're doing and you're just confident about it, usually there's not a big issue. You know, they'll talk and they want to say their piece, but this is what it is. We signed a contract. We're going to move forward. And we weren't doing that at first. I mean, I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars just came from change orders that we just said, okay, let's do it. Cause that's how yeah. we were taught and going through this process. And 100 percent, Bradley. And it, it comes back. Yeah, yep. it comes. It comes back to mindset. It comes back to confidence. And and because you're talking, you're talking. I'm a contractor. I'm a licensed plumber, GC. So I get where you're coming from. Where you? How many times have you said no problem? It's okay because you didn't. You didn't have the confidence to say no. Hold on a second. That's going to cost you more. Yeah, and it's their job. It's their job to try to not have to pay that. So I mean, that's exactly. just as much as your job to push it. They're going to try to. They're going to give you pushback, but. The, the name of the, the name of the game is you know you got to pay. Here's what I want, yeah, I want everybody listening in to ask yourself this question: If you can't value 
your time. That's including change orders because it's your time, your team's time, right? If you can't value that, how the fuck are you to expect your clients to value you? Okay. They can't. They can't. You're gonna. You're actually teaching the clients, even if they were Class A. Say a Class A was used to do, paying change orders. Honestly, let's think about this. That your 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 competition, the last last you know contractor they had, was you know put a contract in place. Any change orders, they would go and apply these change orders. Now, contractor comes. He's got. He's now dealing with you guys or somebody new. There's no notes taken. There's nothing documented. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, no problem, man. No problem, no, no problem. Do you think that's going to give confidence to the client? No, 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 man. Versus, here's what we got scheduled. Here's what's how much time's been allocated to here. Oh, you want this done and this done? Okay, now let's be clear. That that's going to change not only the scope of work. That's going to change the time frame. Now, everybody listening, if you don't track this stuff, you're never going to get what you're worth. And you're never going to be able to truly control your capacity. Why do I say that, Rick? What's change orders have to do with capacity? How much work you can handle? It's going to. It's you're actually adding to a. You're adding another job inside of a yes. job. Yes. So you think you you think you're okay to handle the job that you've got scheduled coming Monday, but if you don't take into account that this stuff is happening with a change order, you're not going to be able to do it. And this is why change orders are so important. It's not just the job that you're working on. It's the other jobs that are pending or the other jobs that are going on as well. It affects everything. That's why they cost so much more. It's a domino effect. So you may think, yeah, it's a little bit of work, but hold on a second. I got arranged to have the scaffolding around for an extra five days. I got arranged to have the zoom boom or the scissor lift held up. I got arranged for the porta potty, whatever it is. It ex- it extends everything. It's I gotta tell the other customer effect. that we're supposed to start in two weeks. I gotta get, I gotta verify right. to see if they're okay that we delay, because mm-hmm. all these change orders have added up over the last month to a fucking extra week, and now we fucking delayed that mm-hmm. customer a week, and now he's a class A, and now we're losing a class A. Like guys, am I right, Bradley, Chris? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if you don't have a hold of it, especially if the scope of the job is really large. If you don't take a hold of it early, it's going to fall to pieces. And you want to make sure that you don't fall to pieces. If that contractor, that GC, wants to do some stuff that's messed up, make sure that you're not falling short. And, you know, that's where the whole finance and their job comes. You can start financing their job really quick. We did that. Especially as a skilled trade, plumbing, electrician, and all that. You'll be financing that shit really quick. Totally. By the way, I had different terms just to let you know. I don't know if you you went through this at all, Rick, or... Uh, I had I had very different terms for change orders when I was building automation lines. They had 14 days to pay that sucker. Yeah, no, we yeah. do we do cash on delivery. COD. Yes. Yeah, that's even better. Perfect. And then also, it's if you just want me to issue one, it's 500 bucks because I'm gonna make have to make drawings and what I got documentation alone, my on my end to cover my ass because I'm the license holder. It's 500 bucks. As soon as I took that mentality with people, only the people. They seriously wanted to make changes, even brought it up to me again. You know, it's it's interesting. I'm having a flashback. I'm not recommending that anybody does this, but I'm just going to give a, I just got to tell this quick little story just to tell. So I used to work with this, uh, we used to have a client 
and he did a lot of jobs for the government. He also did a lot of, you know, private jobs and stuff like that. And I said, uh, okay, well, let's start doing some job costing. So he, uh, we, we looked at the government jobs and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to do, I'm not doing government jobs ever again. I said, why? He says, well, it, it's too competitive. I got to go on at super low margins. I said, okay, just a second. I go, Daryl, what you don't, what you haven't looked at yet is I separated all your change orders in a bucket over here from the fucking job you quoted. He's like, what? I said, yeah. Go, You're only making about five to 10 points on this part. Yeah. You're making 65 fucking points in this part. Oh. And the fucking pro the profits on this is three times that. He's like, no. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, dude. So keep tracking those change orders. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. government, right? They're like, oh, yeah, just put that in. I'll check. I know. Move that wall. Okay, can you move it again? You know what? Just, you got to move it at least three times. Hey, Why? Because, hey, we got to do it three times, right? In in Florida, there's a, 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 a group of uh, Indians from the commerce class family, Patel, and that's how they build everything. Tear it down, start over again, new wall here. Let's redo the whole first floor, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with on this hotel, that, the hotel that we've been working on for over a year now. They have changed everything. I love it, man. Uh, you know, the moral of the story is that he used to say... To and they have paid to the nose for it. <laughs> right. He used to, the guy used to go, he mm -hmm. goes, these fucking guys and these goddamn change orders. I go, yeah, now what are you going to say? Keep giving me the change orders, baby. Keep giving me change yeah, orders, right? There's money there. I mean, that's that's you'll probably you'll probably like you said you're going to do better out of that, and they're going to happen on every one if you pay attention and you read the contract and you know your scope of work. Mm -hmm. There is one. This last job we had one day one, day one change order. Yep, that's extra money we didn't plan on making. Ching ching. You know what I mean? It's, it's like just you got to do it. Don't just say, oh yeah, man, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. No, fucking go write that shit up. Send it in. Well, you know what? I think I think it was uh, I think it was you, Bradley, that said, or Chris. Anyway, either one of you is. Um, I'm sure you work and you worked with the boys on this. Like Rick, it's so critical, right? That that these guys and anybody else, when you're when you're when you're applying change orders, that you set it up at the beginning of the relationship. Absolutely, rules rules of the game. This is a game. This is how we play. Why, why is that so critical? Why is that so critical versus like partway through? Expectations. Yes. You know the rules. Mm -hmm. And change work order, and there has to be, when a change work order comes, on, comes, to, comes to start, there's a certain person that has to be directed to it. <clears throat> You're not going to go talk to the guy pushing the broom and get him to do something. You got to come to the right person to get it done. Well, do you get a sign off? Do you got a sign? Fucking right. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Okay, perfect. What's another What's another thing, Rick, you, uh, that the boys did? Well, all right, folks, I cut that one short. Look, you'll see the rest of that one on Friday. We're, we're going to talk about how these boys ended up increasing the prices without losing any clients and as a result working less hours and making more profit. I mean, truly a killer situation that everyone watching this should be aiming for. But yeah, man, wow. Look, I love making these podcasts. Um, almost almost as much as I love hunting. And, and by the way, if you didn't notice, I was out in the bush when I shot that one. I've been trying to uh, nab myself a doe hunting with my son up at the farm. Uh, it was freaking cold as hell, but you know what? It's worth going through a bit of struggle to get what you really want. You know, kind of like, um, like owning a contracting business, you know? 
You have to suffer a little, but you're doing it for a reason. You know what I mean? You know, to be better, to, to get better profits that you deserve and not have to work so hard for so little. But you just can't go in blind and expect to get exactly what you're looking for, right? Dumb luck is not a good strategy. Like if I just went into the bush with rubber boots and a bright yellow jacket, do you think that I'd be able to kill a deer? I don't think even a freaking squirrel would fall for that. Look, I can make analogies all day. The fact is that this is what a lot of y'all are doing in your business. You know, you're going in blind. You're doing things the old school way because that makes you tough. That's just the way that things were done, right? Wrong. That actually makes you fucking weak. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be harsh here, but learning new things sometimes is hard. You know, know what's even harder? Not knowing what you need to learn and spinning circles, wasting money, getting into debt for something that you don't know how to grow. Anyways, that's, that's enough out of me for this one today, okay? If you like this video, don't forget to hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Um, if you have any comments or if any of this resonated with you, share it with someone that you know who would get value out of it. That'd be great. Or who needs change, right? Like, that's it with their business. And, and if you want to take the next step and actually move forward, um, I left a link in the description below of this video uh, that will bring you to an application. And it's an application to apply for the coaching with us. Uh, you know, with me, Rick, the entire team of coaches who, who have their own qualifications that can help you you know, no matter what your situation is with your contracting business. We'll book you in for a quick call, 15 minutes or so, with a fit finder coach to see if it's a fit. If it doesn't necessarily, you know, fit, then that it doesn't fit. It doesn't have to be coaching. Um, you know, if you can't afford that. We also have some killer programs that all my clients have used called the Profit Plan Accelerator. Uh, you guys can find it on the website. We'll walk you through what's included in it uh, on the call. Look, Everyone you see on this podcast has stopped procrastinating. They, they've booked in a call with us and it's gotten them insane results. So if you think it's bullshit, then good for you. Don't book in a call. It's really simple. You know, be the guy or girl who, who forever runs their mouth in the comment section. Seriously, go ahead. Be my guest. I, I probably won't be reading it because I'm too busy helping people and, and leading my team. Anyways, if you're interested, click the link in the description. Take the application. Again, 10 questions. Book in. Show up for the call. We'll get you on the road to success uh, that you freaking deserve. You know, so this is Andrew Houston, Prof for Contractors, bringing you another A-grade ZO bullshit podcast. Okay, Don't forget, we release these uh, podcasts every Tuesday and Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Peace out, man. Later.